Hi, this is Andy Ferber and Nikki Velicities, and welcome to Nothing New, a Taylor Swift podcast. Hey girl, hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. How are we Andy. doing? Andy, you know what? Yeah, tell me. I appreciate you asking because it has been about 48 hours of complete sickening unwell fever, chaos, if you will. Absolute chaos. chaos. Um listeners, as you have seen, we already discussed at length the announcement of Taylor Swift's 11th <laughs> studio album, The Tortured, the tortured Poets, Poets Department. Department. <laughs> and within, if you heard, if you listened to the episode and you heard my popping in from post, we received the track list for the album a mere hours after we had recorded. So we are here now to discuss the 17 tracks of taylor swift's next album andy how are you feeling just overall after this news after this I'm, drop <laughs> i'm struggling to breathe but thank you for asking so i literally listeners i need you to know as we were finishing up editing last night's episode she dropped the track list so we were like what does yeah. this mean for the pod do we hop back on and we were like we're gonna have to do a second emergency episode and so here we are with our second emergency episode of <laughs> the week because there's just too much yep. going on. So I immediately FaceTimed Nikki as soon as the track list dropped. And there I we lost about two and a half hours to that entire debacle last night. Like we were on FaceTime for over an hour, just like staring at the track list and just being like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I saw some tweet or something on Twitter that said that, like, oh, I can't calm down. I have the the Swifty Zoomies. And it was like, that's how I feel. I feel like I can't calm down as Literally. soon as anything exciting happens. Like, I just am just, like, absolutely buzzing. And, like, I'm having a hard time thinking about anything else. And yep. dare I say, <laughs> this is the most excited I've been about a track list maybe ever. Me too. I think Me because too. this is the one, like, it means the most. You know, like the track, mm -hmm. the track titles, like tell us sort of what we're in for. Yeah, Whereas exactly. like when we heard, like when we saw the track list for Evermore, which we only saw like the day it came out, it was like, okay, nobody, no crime. That means nothing to me. Like it's intriguing, but like, I don't know what that's mm -hmm. going to be about. Or like midnights you see mastermind and it's like, mm -hmm. I have no idea what that's about. Or like, you know, what's another good example? Like, uh, snow on the beach zero mm -hmm. idea what that's about whereas like so long london being track five <laughs> i have a pretty good idea what that's gonna be about we're, pre we're pretty clear that joe alwyn is gonna get some serious slander in that track joe alwyn no offense but your ass is grass and she is coming <laughs> for you it's Nobody just is so there. Okay, so obviously track five is a clear, like, first everyone's eyes going to track five because, as we know, that is Taylor's traditionally in her albums. Track five is the most vulnerable 
track, so to speak, on the album. So yep. the fact that it's so long London, again, we know Joe Alwyn, her former boyfriend of six years, was from London. Also, we do, we do have a song dedicated to him called London Boy. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just there's no doubt in our minds. <laughs> <laughs> there's just no doubt in it's, our minds that this is. It's so overt. A, and so I think I'm just extra, extra, extra excited about this because I feel like we know what it's going to be about. There's a very clear like moment in her life that it appears that this album is referencing. And we don't know the vibes, but we do know she's this is a breakup album and like that was confirmed by this track list and so 100%. before we dive in i feel like we should go track by track and kind of give a yeah uh, some thoughts because we have a lot of initial Agreed. thoughts but i also would like you to talk about the back cover because i know you have a lot of feelings about it okay yeah uh thank you for asking yeah. me about the back You're cover welcome. because yeah i know you have feelings i i was on so I was editing the pod last night and I, like a crazed fan I am, you can judge me all you want, about every 10 to 20 minutes, I would open my phone to Instagram and just like look at the initial album art <laughs> because it's I was beautiful. so excited. And I refreshed as I'm listening. Okay, don't judge me. I was listening. I, I was editing the pod and we were, Andy and I were no on judgment. last night and it was a long stretch where we didn't need edits. And I refreshed Taylor's feed just out of curiosity and saw the back cover pop up in her feed, freaked the fuck out, clicked it. There were like 400 likes. I was, I was there so early. Yeah, That's you were wild literally happened. the screenshot that she sent me said 11 seconds ago. Like she was on the pulse. She I broke was the on news the, to me, not Taylor. I, I, have, I have never been that fast. It was insane. It was so fast. <laughs> it, it was, was like so fast. Um, but I, I, you know, again, with any, any new Taylor news, it's just so overwhelming. And I just could not, first of all, this image of Taylor where she is like eyes covered, she's leaning against her hand, her bare shoulder Hot. and just looks anguish. There's, it just looks tortured. It looks tortured. So I love that. But also we have the, the phrase, I love you it's ruining my life it's ruining my life <laughs> much like this album is ruining my life <laughs> i can't okay this is i haven't even seen the track list yet at this point but i am flipping my shit because there is nothing i love more than an anguished scorned heartbroken taylor who doesn't? I, I mean, we all we all love it and appreciate it. This just is giving what I hope. I hope it's the truth. But as we mentioned, it's giving like it's still aligned with sexy folklore cousin, but it's giving Absolutely. like heartbroken, like Adult kind of read off her meds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Speak now, divorce in the future. Like it's giving. It's giving uh, like fearless without any of the optimism. It's giving I'm jumping mm -hmm. into the great unknown, but I'm taking all my scars with me. And like I saw this side by side on Twitter and it was the back cover of the tortured poets department, which is like mm -hmm. he said, it's that like hand on her forehead. She's like kind of covering her face. It's black and white. She looks very anguished. And the back cover of Lover, she's like smiling forward. She's got her glitter heart around her eyes. She's like 
clearly filled with hope and it's like those two images side by side so and, mm -hmm. and so it's like incredibly striking it's and it, so intentional i think that was so intentional i do too and it's like this is going to be the dark side of lover this is going to be like lover but undermining every love song she ever wrote about him <laughs> and up, like dude. i'm not fucking ready and i also didn't see that it said I love you and it's ruining my life until after I had already like obsessed over the track list for maybe 15 minutes. And then I was so struck by that too, because I think we said this last night when we were talking, but it's such a reverse of, I love you. Ain't that the worst thing you ever heard from cruel summer? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. this love went sour. And as a daylight stand, this hurts me. Yeah. This love yeah. was indeed not golden, but that's okay. The song can it still was be mine. black and white. Oh, it's devastating. That's so funny. I know. Sad. I know. It's so sad. That's so, so sad. sad. You're losing me in daylight being about the same person is really hard to wrap my, my mind around. I have a feeling you're going to be feeling a lot of, a lot more of that after hearing these songs. I am. <laughs> so with that, should we go track yeah. by track? Okay. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So we're just listeners. We're just going to give our like first impressions, what we're hoping for with this song, any like thoughts that we've come up with predictions. Mm -hmm thoughts feelings this is just a dump of everything that's been turned over in our brain for the last 24 yeah. hours so track one Fortnite, featuring post malone <laughs> a collab i never thought we would get or that we needed but like what do taylor and post malone talk about i what i are don't they know about the studio but i genuinely am so excited for this because it's gonna be okay, so vibey. i have I have this like unexplicable fat crush on Post Malone. I'm I'm admitting it live here on the pod. Okay. I can't explain it. Sure. I don't know what it is. Sure. He's just got Riz. He's got Riz. He's all tatted. <laughs> He's got the sweetest eyes I've and smile I've ever seen. He looks like like have you heard this man talk? Like he is like the sweetest, like dorkiest just he's just a pure human. Adorable. Who's so uniquely himself adorable and i just watching his little dance on stage and also he he's an amazing performer especially for those quick sidebar on post malone sorry i didn't realize i'd be so passionate about this <laughs> <laughs> but i am he he did this country song session um you can find it on youtube i'm forgetting the song that he did but he was with like a, a famous country band maybe even brad paisley was there i don't know but they were having a jam session and Post Malone, you know, he's smoking a cigarette and he's like pl Always. while playing guitar. He's great. He's a great musician, wonderful voice. But he's just like, uh, you know, we've been playing a while. Do you guys, do you guys have a bedtime? Like, do you need to be home? And they're Aww. like, no, we're good. And it's like so cute. And he sounds so good in country. Like he sounds really, really, really good in the country genre. Mm -hmm. What a precious um, little bean. Which you'd never know. I'll send, I'll send you the link, Andy. Yeah, please. It's honestly, I would like it's, to hear it's it. pretty, it's pretty endearing. But I, mean, I, I don't think this I, is. Yeah, I, I mean, I have no problem with Post Malone. I like Post Malone. Mm -hmm. I think he's really good at features. Um, and I am really curious what their voices are going to sound like together. And I feel like this I track one opening with a Post Malone feature kind of makes me think that the vibe is going to be kind of vibey. Like it's going to be yeah. kind of like moody, dark pop. Like I was saying to Nikki, I was like, maybe it's sort of giving melodrama, like that kind of sound, which would a be dream. amazing. One of Nikki's <laughs> all time favorite albums. And I think that's very telling of maybe what this is going to sound like with 
track one being a post malone feature yeah yeah 100 percent. and i would like to also clarify for the listeners at thought i have here so fortnite mm-hmm. not just a video yep. game please it's not just a video game <laughs> but fortnite also means two weeks and mm-hmm. in between vegas and tampa for the eras tour she had two weeks off this was like between stops two and three she had two weeks off aka a fortnight when she the first two cities on the eras tour she had invisible string open the folklore set which obviously we know is a love song to joe alwyn and a very very emotional one at that when she came back from this two-week break she swapped it out with the one which is a breakup song and Mm. everybody was like huh interesting okay and it never returned. Invisible String has never returned to the Eras tour. And mm-hmm. like a week after that, the breakup news dropped. And so like my feeling is that they broke up during those two weeks. I know Nikki and I have differed here. Like she thinks maybe they broke up a lot sooner than that. But I think they broke up in those two weeks. And like maybe that's what this song is about. Is like the final breakup. I definitely think that that could be it. That's genius reading. Thank you. Um, I Came also my do- brain. I also do quickly want to note that I I do think they broke up a f- like the a final few times. time then, but I think that in 2021, circa you're losing me, they broke up for a temporary time and got back together Agreed. and the news never broke. So I think that's, again, why this project likely started around that time is because she experienced these intense feelings, feelings of, totally. of, of a breakup. Totally. And then I definitely do think that we have more recent additions such as may potentially Fortnite or yeah, Florida even which we'll get to in a second but yeah I have I have some theories but yeah that said Fortnite we're excited for it interesting to start an album with the collab but we Can't are wait. we're ready we're it's going to be less acoustic than I thought based on the fact that Post Malone is featured on track one I don't know though I, I think it's going to be I, I'm thinking it's going to be a mix of like kind of like what you said, melodrama, production, dark pop, synth pop, potentially with a little bit of like a little folklorian. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's like, going to be a, kind of a meet in the middle. That's my prediction, at least, like given the features. and folklore layered over with Midnight's, like the dark songs on Midnight's with mm, like yeah. a sprinkle of reputation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I would try. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> Folklore written written in uh, black sparkly ink. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Mm, right? I like that. Like someone like described that. Midnight's as Lover written in black sparkly ink. And I agree with that. Or like Ooh, Reputation maybe... written in like pink sparkly pen. I don't know if I see sparkles with this album yet. I, no, I haven't heard no, no, it. no. But you but know like, what I mean? Like like some sort of like quill, there's some like thick ink. No, there's black some sparkle inky. in there. If there's a song called But Daddy, I Love Him, there's some sparkle in there. That's true. There could be. Yeah, there very well could be. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> track two, The Tortured Poets Department. Title track, number Title two. Title track, baby. I have no thoughts, okay. no feelings here. I have no idea what this means. I mean, I saw something, um, I'm not going to claim the idea was my own, that alluded to the idea of the album being not so focused on joe but on the idea of closure of several relationships of like the torture that you endure throughout all any love relationship so to speak and the idea that like the reason it's like the tortured poets department 
and she is like summarizing all the ways in which she's been all the evidence and like artifacts that she has compiled from several relationships and reasons why she was tortured in love so to speak but i i don't know if i necessarily buy that but it's intriguing thought because yeah. we do have there are some nods to i mean we just don't know yet honestly it sounds like a lot of this is related to joe but we just we just don't know we don't so know. i think i think yeah i'm 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 so excited to hear the title track and i'm curious Same. i'm very curious if she if she'll release any singles before um if we'll get any singles or not but i digress there we're here to talk tracks yeah i hope no i, hope we I don't think we're gonna them. get a i don't think we're gonna get a single like we didn't get a single for midnights and we went into it completely blind but she wasn't on the airs tour that's true that is i true. do think i want to say right here live on the pod if i didn't say this on our last episode because honestly brain brain blur yeah. i think she has potential to do a live rendition of one of these songs oh my god before the release maybe just one that would be so insane live but do you think that's the way she wants us to experience it for the first time i mean it's not necessarily i mean what a way to experience it that's so rare where you do get to sing a song to a stadium of ten thousands of people tens of thousands of people and they don't know the words compared to every other song that's true because then everyone's quiet and just listening I and i think, think it would that. be an extremely cool experience selfishly for her oh totally because she, because that's rare for an artist like of her stature to have that totally um and i think it would also be a, a i mean it's a wonderful pr move objectively oh totally great pr move so i mean and i'm not saying all of the songs but doing one beforehand and maybe even trying to go for radio for one would be somewhat smart to build some hype, but she's, she is her own beast. She does not follow she music is. industry rules. So we'll see. We will see. We will see. We'll see. All right. Track anyway. three, my boy only breaks his favorite toys. <laughs> I'm excited about this, this title. one. This yeah. one, first of all, is fun. She's calling Joe a boy again, um, in a way that is different than, are you is my mic are you just scratching Don't your face are you just scratching what? your face or are you telling me my mic is no off? i'm just scratching my face okay okay okay, <laughs> okay um my boy only breaks his favorite toys she's calling joe boy again but this way maybe in a condescending way instead of oh yeah boy and Ugh. it's kind of giving all the boys in their expensive cars with the range rovers and the jaguars never took me quite where you do but now Ooh. it's flips this this is yeah. giving me this is why we can't have nice things yeah because like that's them i had to take yeah. them away yeah exactly mm -hmm. i think this one is going to be same condescension i think so and i think it's going to be a little moody and a little sexy i don't know why i think that mm, but just saying like, like my boy and like calling yourself a toy i don't know it feels a little mm. bit like moody and mysterious to me so I, like. I don't know but this is a joe alwyn slander song for sure it's gotta be it's gotta it's be. gotta be it's gotta be and i'm excited Agreed. about it Agreed. Slay. All right. Track four. Down, Down bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited about this one. Because first given... of all, I say down bad oh. all the time. And yeah. Who doesn't? It's such a good say. It's just such a good little phrase. There are two ways that this, this track could go. Mm -hmm. It could be 
she's down bad for Travis Kelsey. Well, there's three ways. She's down bad for Travis Kelsey. Number two, she's chronicling the beginning of her relationship with Joe and when she was down bad for Joe. Or it's a play on down bad and she's flipping it and she's like, oh, this is what it feels like to be down bad in a bad way, like at the end of a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Which direction do you think this one's going to take? Yeah, I I don't know because what I'm so intrigued by is the – stylistic choice to arrange the track list by record sides for example we have side a side b side c side d each with four songs on each so i'm very curious to see if this is a chronological story if these are groupings of songs for example that like chapters yeah exactly literally i mean it would fit the literary theme um that's kind of the vibe i get because it would kind of Maybe I mean it could be a different fortnight. It could be a different set of two weeks. That yeah, that's true. I don't know. And then tortured poets department kind of could literally be a song about torturing yourself while falling in love. My boy only breaks his favorite toys. Something more about the relationship and like how he treated her. For example, down bad. She's really down for him. Side B starts. That's where we get so long London. Daddy, I love him. Fresh out the slant. Like I I don't know if that's necessarily. I, I don't think I'm. No, I see what you mean, though. But it could be. There's there's room for it right now. But I don't know. Anyway, Down Bad is definitely, I think it's going to be a sexy song, whether it's sad sexy or just Like kind of giving slut exclamation point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see. Yeah, a little bit. More like, for me, Down Bad, I get more dress. Like melancholy dress. One can only hope. Melancholy. I guess oh dress God. is pretty melancholy. It is, but Maybe false god, more false godie. Anyway, I'm excited. Really about this excited one, though. One, yeah, really excited <laughs> for this one. It feels the title is tantalizing. I will say, and I'm very Absolutely. excited about this one. So this is probably my top five most anticipated. So I'm excited about this one. Love it. Okay, it is time to discuss track five, mm-hmm. which is called "So Long London," which is mm. immediately the first thing that caught my attention when I saw this track list. Of course, of course. Like, for the listeners who don't know, Joe Alwyn is British. He hails from London. And during Taylor's time with Joe Alwyn, she bought a house in London. She spent a ton of time over there. She even says during the like time mm-hmm. person of the year interview that she like lived like fled to a foreign country or something, meaning that she's like hunkered down with Joe in London. <laughs> which, yeah, we all know. LOL, the drama. Um, yeah. But this song is it's saying that this is like her goodbye to not only a relationship but like the city where it all unfolded and like a city that felt like home to her which is so fucking Mm -hmm. sad and i feel like Mm -hmm. it's like you know so many things that aren't just like the person come at the end of a relationship like there's like you know the places that felt like home the person's family like you know all of these like places and things that like become part of your life you have to say goodbye to and so i sort of feel like that's what we're gonna get with so long london and i'm yeah. fucking excited about this song same that's definitely gonna be i'm i'm so intrigued where what direction it's gonna go i have I'm no so idea like it's definitely one of my most anticipated for for this album it's um it's gonna be so good and like this is the one that when i saw this track list i was like it is a breakup album period yeah. like yeah thank god i'm so excited <laughs> about this and like exactly not- not that we want Tay to be unhappy, but like we knew the breakup album was going to be fire. And 
We did. We did. We, did. we knew. And, we knew. And, and, and I we haven't even heard this album yet, yeah. but it has the potential to absolutely destroy us. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. And especially with the next song, if you're ready which to move is... on, which track six is called But Daddy, I Love Him. But Daddy, I Love I Him. That, I, okay. I just want to preface that The Little Mermaid is my favorite Disney movie. I was Oh, is it? I didn't know that. And yeah, it's one of my, I mean, it's like, it was, she was my favorite princess growing up. She yeah. still is. I'm an ocean girly. I wanted to be a mermaid more than anything in the entire world. So I immediately thought of Ariel because I didn't think that's what she was referencing until I saw a meme and I was like, okay, other people see this too. So maybe it is. I don't know if that's, if that's the case or not, but yeah, Ariel little literally <laughs> when, when King Triton's like, you don't bitch, you're not going on land to be with some lame ass prince dude and she's like but daddy i love him and i really hope that this song is i mean maybe she's that would be a big pivot from a uh, like a sad track five to go into this like boppy like kind of uh, yeah this one's gotta turning, be boppy it's gotta be boppy it's gotta be a little bit boppy because it's it just does. too good of a title not to be the title or is just so like, tongue-in-cheek like it's gotta be a bop and uh I would like to also yeah. point out that Ariel literally gave up her voice to be with a man. Uh-huh. So if yeah, that's what did. this is referencing, it's very on the nose. And I actually didn't think of The Little Mermaid first. I immediately thought of Harry Styles wearing a t-shirt that says, but daddy, I love him, which who knows why he was wearing that t-shirt. I don't know if he was referencing The Little Mermaid, but that's immediately what I thought of. And I don't think this song is about Harry Styles, but that's immediately what I thought of. And you know, she's, but it, it could be if the closure general theory could be if that if that's confirmed. If this album Maybe. is more holistically about closure of various relationships, potentially it could be. But I, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like. I mean, Taylor Swift's never unintentional, but it, it she might have never seen that photo of Harry Styles in the It's t-shirt. a big you know I mean? Internet moment. I would be surprised if she hasn't seen it. I've never seen it. Really? <laughs> never. I mean, I guess I've been to Love on Tour three times. So, like, I have seen yeah, you're a wearing. Huge, you're a I'm huge Harry Styles fan. And I not am, that I Taylor am. Swift isn't, but she's not. You know what no, I mean? No, I know, she's I know, not, I know. She's not looking at those memes. But it was a big internet moment, and she is chronically online. So, like, I would be That's surprised true. if she hasn't seen it. But, yeah, this one's this go. one's got the potential <laughs> to be a bop. But I'm really hoping Definitely. this one kind of lives up to its title. Like, I feel like with Slut exclamation point like all of us were so excited to hear that and someone i'm not going to pretend that i made this joke up but someone said uh that slut is slut without an exclamation point rather than slut exclamation point if that makes sense like it's more like slow and chill and it's not the like take back the narrative feminist anthem we were all expecting so i'm hoping Mm -hmm. and not that slut's not a great song i love that song but like it wasn't what i expected and i'm hoping but daddy i love him is giving (laughs) boppy tongue-in-cheek yeah. sassy i mean a lot of these songs have the potential to be letdowns i hate to say it but it's kind what? of true because no because because of the strength of the titles the titles the strength are so of these of these tracks are it's incredible because they are so strong comparatively to uh, indicative of, of what the i mean in our minds it seems pretty indicative of what 
the song will be about, but also there's just no way to know. And it could, it could be, you know, we've seen it with slut. Like it could be missing the mark on some of these. I feel like for the most part, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful guys. I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful but I'm hopeful. I have to, the reality of of that could be the case maybe not all of them maybe with some of them but we'll just have to find out we'll have to find out speaking mm-hmm. of track seven one of my most anticipated as well <laughs> and that is fresh out the slammer and that mm-hmm. to me immediately what i thought of is don't put me in the basement best believe i'm still bejeweled a like bejeweled in hindsight was probably a threat to joe like I don't need you. I can still make the whole place shimmer. I can like take the world by storm. And lo and behold, she did. And fresh out the slammer to me feels like she's reemerging in the world. She's actually seeing all the privacy that surrounded her relationship in hindsight Mm -hmm. as something like a little bit more dark, something that maybe was a little bit more of like a control mechanism. Mm -hmm. Not not calling Joe controlling, but like I'm eager to hear what Taylor's take on it was because privacy and Joe's Joe's version of privacy was something that she like preached for so long and like i'm sure she has a different view of it in hindsight and so fresh out the slammer for me is her freedom anthem i also i agree a hundred percent i also thought though when when i saw slammer i immediately my mind went to um he can be my jailer burton to this taylor That's what my mind went to of like, oh, she's out the slammer now because she yep. doesn't got her jailer anymore. Keeping exactly, her exactly like flipping that, even flipping those lyrics on, on their head, exactly um, with an alternative perspective. So I, I, to- I totally agree with this one, and I'm really excited to also to knew I was knew he was a robber first time that he saw mm-hmm. me stealing hearts and running off and never saying sorry, like yeah. which are all lyrics about Joe Alwyn. So mm-hmm. this one is giving her first taste of freedom in six and a half years yep yeah and i'm so, so excited and i think it's excited. gonna be a little moody a little sexy also the word slammer is just so visceral like it is it's angry slammer it's it's yeah it, there's some angst i mean this this the, the title right tortured poets yeah like, it's giving angst it's giving so angst. i'm so curious to see and what, it's how- fresh out the slammer not fresh mm-hmm. out of the slammer there's going to be Fresh some anger in this song and like yeah. it's going to be incredible and i'm so excited about this one this one might be the vigilante wait. shit of the tortured poets i i selfishly want this one to be more like aaron desner renegade vibes oh I yeah mean, I kind of want, like it could i could also see it going that way the um, song or the album the album but also specific, also this song yeah like specifically i don't know i could see i could see it also going which speak also renegade listeners i believe that's also about joe allen so go back and listen to those lyrics because <laughs> it makes a lot of sense when you think about it not me it questioning a my lot entire existence right now oh my god yeah it makes so much sense it i 100 really think that's about joe allen um oh my god what does Aaron is it insensitive is it insensitive of me to say get your shit together so i can love you those are lyrics from the song and hundred percent. I think that's, that's circa 2021 first breakup. I digress. We can discuss that in greater detail later, oh but. Oh my God. All, <laughs> all right. We're excited about fresh shall out we, the slammer. Shall we move on to track? Are we on track eight? Eight. Which is Florida. Florida. Three exclamation points featuring Florence and the machine. 
first of all, Florence and the Machine wow. and Taylor Swift is a long-awaited collab. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like they were destined to collab, and I'm very excited to hear what that's going to sound like. I feel like it's going to be kind Thank of you. like a slow-building power anthem, maybe. No idea what this is about. When was she in Florida? Last we know, it was the first shows after she broke up with Joe for the last time yep. that we think. And so, like, maybe it's about... How could it not be? How could it not be? Right? I can't think of a single other significant time she was in Florida. No, I mean, but I mean, she also does shit where we don't know. But there's just no way it has. It has to be, like, it's gotta be something related to that when she, you know, she's like back on stage after, or maybe that's where she. Maybe she was there a day or two before, and they like that was like the end of their discourse. Maybe they ended things remotely like Whoa. you know i don't know that's also possible too we just but yeah i definitely think it's related to to that but we'll or it's a testament to the humidity and her hair when during her florida shows and just <laughs> an expression of angst because her hair was out of control at the tampa shows um yeah. <laughs> I have no thoughts other than that on this one. Like I have, I truly don't know about this one. I, the last thing I'll say on this one is exclamation points make me worried because me previously they have been misleading. Yes, they have. Considering me. And slut. And slut. Me made sense, I guess, but just, it was like, it just, no, I just know. And yeah, slut was obviously, as we just discussed, was misleading. So Given that there are three here, I'm very intrigued to see yeah. the logic behind that. And There's I wonder three. if, mm-hmm. and that's got to be intentional too. So Interesting. I'm, I'm so curious. Did, he, did she do three shows in Florida? Oh my God. In Wait, Tampa, at least the first. Actually, Can we I look that up? So. Can we fact check yeah. that? I actually think Fact she check did. live. I'm just like, why would she, you know, everything's intentional, Taylor. Let's look this shit up. Oh my God. That would be crazy. She how many mind. nights was she? How many nights was she I'm in looking, Tampa? I'm looking. I'm looking. How many nights? How many oh nights? I would not be surprised if that's what it is. Hold on. I might be wrong though. So let's Stay, tuned. Stay tuned. Three is nights that right? in Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta <laughs> be. It's gotta be, dude. I was like, three. It's got how many nights? Florida, but she in Florida three nights. <gasps> dude, that dude. is nuts. And then did she Maybe. go back to Florida? No, she only did Tampa. No, yeah. Three nights. April thirteenth, yep. fourteenth, and fifteenth, which were the first. Is that right? Yep. The the yeah. her break was April second to April thirteenth, which is about two weeks, a fortnight, <laughs> if you will. And then she was in Tampa for three nights. It's we're gotta geniuses. be. We're it's masterminds. Gotta be. All right, stay tuned on that, be. folks. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Track see. nine. Guilty as Oof. sin? Question mark. And another more punctuation here. Which I don't I'm have a ton for. of feelings on this one. I don't know what to think. I'm. It's really intriguing to me. I'm Is very it? intrigued by it. Um, it's not like my. I'm not like. It's not my most anticipated, but I'm definitely intrigued by it because of because of the question mark yes i think without it i would just be like okay this is like you know and i'm i'm what i'm more curious about is if this is in reference to herself or to joe because something i didn't know before this track list dropped 
is that there were rumors of his infidelity. Did you know During this? their relationship? I knew right afterwards. Yes. No, around around April. Oh, yeah, I heard about that's this. When it, like that's when it broke. Yeah, from um, Something. Conversations with Friends, who is also Venetia in Saltburn. Wait, FYI. not that girl. It was a different co-star, wasn't it? No, it was her. <laughs> <gasps> Wait, really? Should I fact check? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, fact check that. I'm pretty sure it was someone else. That would be crazy. Joe Alwyn. What did I even type? Joe Alwyn, alleged affair. <laughs> alleged affair, April 2023. That motherfucker. Like, he- oh, no, I might have been wrong. It says, rumored he had an affair with his co-star. Emma? Who's this? Emma Lard? That's not her. It's a different person. Never mind. Different person. Never mind. But still, that motherfucker, if he fumbles Taylor Swift. He did fumble her. I know. (laughs) And before we even knew this information either way, he fumbled her hard. But maybe. I don't know. Or maybe Mm -hmm. like... I don't know, maybe we have some theories that maybe there was some infidelity with Calvin Harris and Tom Hiddleston in that whole timeline. So maybe like mm-hmm. maybe Joe was jealous and maybe he's like, oh, but you cheated once. You could do it again on me. You know, like things like that could be. I don't or really just, know. Yeah, we'll see other, you know, uh, other things. So, yeah, we'll have to see again. We'll have to wait and see. Don't know. And All track right. 10, another one that has a question mark. But who's afraid of little old me? Question mark. And this one, I saw a reference to Virginia Woolf or like who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, the play. And that one indeed features Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor in the original production, which, like Mm -hmm. we said earlier, Burton to this Taylor, which was referencing Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor from Ready For It. And... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, this is one that I'm very intrigued by the question mark. Mm-hmm. And again, and like, it's, it gives, I'm thinking like anti-hero Yes, me situation, too. That's exactly you know? what I was just about to say. I don't think, I don't think sound wise, I don't think no. we're getting Midnight's no. sound with this album, but that like approach of like, I'm too big to hang out. I'm, you know, yes. like who how, who's afraid of me but i i think it might yep. be even who more could so ever like, leave me but who could stay yeah like or or just self-denial mm-hmm. the archer i definitely get the archer from this yeah like you said but um would it be yeah, enough if i could never give you peace uh, heart stabbed uh, yeah yeah that's that i agree i think we're going to be getting a really self-referential anti-hero of the archer-esque track here mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. All right, track 11. Oh, is that correct? I think so. This one is my most anticipated by I'm far. I'm so excited about this one. It is called I Can Fix Him in parentheses. No, really, I can. And I read this this track, Andy, and like shit the bed because yeah, I'm unwell over this one. As a notorious uh i can fix him girl girly yeah. um i felt personally attacked just by reading the track not even hearing the song yet so yep. i absolutely love the use of punctuation here too with like no really i can because even just i can fix him is hilarious let alone no really no really i can, I can. is fucking 
funny and i cannot wait to see the lyrics that go along with this song and what direction she takes it because clearly there's there's it could be humorous or it could be like the exact opposite where really it's fucking self-delusion and like i i really genuinely thought yeah. i could fix this person so whichever way she goes i'm stoked with but i absolutely cannot wait to hear this song regardless like of you said it like. earlier this one could be a continuation of renegade exactly mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. like if joe was can you get your shit together so i can love you she's like no really i can fix him no really yeah. i can this one like it's gonna be very tongue-in-cheek the exception these, yeah so many of these track titles are fucking funny and like i feel like a lot of this album is gonna be very clever it's gonna be very tongue-in-cheek and this mm -hmm. one is just like lighting me on fire i'm so excited about this one yeah can't wait so stoked track Thank 12 you. loml text lingo for love of my life this one's Lol. gotta be sad it's got i be think sad. yeah i saw some people say like oh it could be about travis kelsey there's no, no way in hell this song is about travis kelsey no way like this is uh especially coming from uh the chairman of the tortured poets department why would they use an acronym that is so like that is the antithesis of a poet to no use an acronym like that no way and i think that's so fucking intentional so i think this song is going to be a devastating i agree like rip your heart out song i agree I don't it's know gonna be like it, it's gonna be all about like the love you lost and like the thing that like the thing that came to my mind immediately and this is actually like probably top 25 favorite taylor swift songs for me um is i don't want to live forever and mm, specifically mm -hmm. in the eras tour when she was oh. uh singing along to that song or like she was singing it for the surprise set and she like <laughs> I, you can literally watch her like about to cry when she sings wonder if i dodged a bullet or just lost the love of my life and i think she sings that I think she did that song in like May. It was still very early on in the Eras tour, so pretty yeah. quick after the breakup. And that was like so sad to see. And like that's sort of what I think this is going to be giving. Like I think it's going to be giving. Yeah. I lost the love of my life. And did I make a huge mistake? Did I throw out everything we built or keep it? All up, mm -hmm. you're losing me. Mm -hmm. And I just know this one's going to rip us to shreds. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this is going to be a happy song in any Not which at all. way. Not at all. Way. And also like off topic, but I was, I've just been listening to you're losing me on a loop in the last few days because mm -hmm. I just think that's kind of the vibes that this is going to be giving just based on the timeline that Jack Antonoff gave us of when you're losing me was written. And mm -hmm. I think the saddest lyric she's ever written is I wouldn't marry me either. Yeah, it's, so, it's up so there. Sad. That is so it's fucking there. sad. That is devastating. <sighs> it's so sad. But it's like, so sad. Also, can we talk? Are we ready to move on to track thirteen? Yes, we are. Track thirteen. <gasps> no, I can so do it sad. with a broken heart. Which it's so sad. I, uh, there it's is so a tweet going around of. Taylor no. at the Eras tour. No, 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 I saw this. No. <laughs> this made me want to cry. No. There's a tweet going around where Taylor has just finished singing Lover at the Eras tour. And mm -hmm. as the lights go out, she hands her guitar to her stage 
dancer person. and wipes a tear from her very eye. clearly she wipes a tear from her eye and if that isn't this song's energy i don't know what is i mean it might be it, it has the, it has potential to be like more uplifting and encouraging but i for some reason i feel like it's going to be so sad i don't know though i feel like it could be hopeful of like i can do it with a broken heart like i can perform sold out stadiums all over the world as my heart is bleeding out on a table <laughs> because you tolerated me and I am sad. So you lost me. But poor Taylor. Yeah. I think that's got to be what this song is about. And like, I saw that. I like that too, that you said like, there's a tweet. And I was like, oh, like I knew immediately what you were talking about. <laughs> um, we are so, we're just so insane. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's got to be it. And like, it's just this song is going to be devastating i already know it's going to break our hearts it's going to break our hearts <laughs> can we and do it with the broken can we listen to this without breaking no our hearts? <laughs> no no you and i are going to be a mess is no no um also moving on to track 14 which mm -hmm. is the smallest Oof. man who ever lived Oof. ouch Oof. ouch <laughs> okay joe alwyn are you okay buddy are you breathing i think this song could potentially be scooter braun related though oh i, I don't know for sure um but for some reason like even though it, we don't we still don't know a lot about what went down with joe like i think i'll know within hearing the first few tracks of this album whether or not this song is about I, I don't know it, it, yeah but i feel like i'll know based on the vibe you know totally because if it's more if this is more vengeful of an album i think this definitely could be about joe but if it's if it's more sad, like, sad depression leaning Reflective. yeah then i think this would more likely be about someone like scooter um or even just like one of her folklorian crafted you know kind of vague uh, it's giving like my tears ricochet <gasps> kind of vague metaphor about like the smallest man i could see it being like allegorical like the smallest man who ever lived did x y and z things yep. and made me feel this way and it's it could yep. be kind of vague even to who she's referring to um or maybe it's a double-edged so it's a double entendre and it, it, it's referring to joe and scooter and all of the you know like totally the smallest men who ever lived um but that's that was, yeah, that was my initial response on seeing this track i I totally agree. I think it could lean that way. Um, or I think it could also lean in the way that like, if it's about Joe, I think it's probably like, look at you, small man, like so insecure in your masculine masculinity, like my success threatens you and you're, you are not man enough to like be mm. with a successful woman. Like, I think that that's mm -hmm. what I got from it, but I could totally see it being about Scooter Braun also. Um, mm -hmm. And this one I'm really eager to talk about. Let's talk about track 15. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like yeah. to talk about this one because this one I think has a direct link to my favorite Taylor Swift song. For and sure. this one is called The Alchemy, which if those of you who don't know, it's taking something, isn't it like it's like taking something gold and like- You're taking a, a metal, an, an alternative metal and trying to turn it into a gold-like- yes substance passing substance so uh, something that's not very much not gold and forcing it into a mold literally to be gold so 
listeners, this one has the potential to undermine my absolute favorite Taylor Swift song of all time, which if you're listening to this podcast, you know that it is daylight live from Paris specifically. And the main refrain and maybe my one of my best lyrics on Lover and also just ever is I once believed love would be burning red, but it's golden. It's golden like daylight. And if Nikki's description of what alchemy is, is correct. (laughs) We know what this is about. And that is devastating to me. And it is like trying to fit someone or something that is like not perfect into this mold and like turning it into this thing that it's not. And like, that is so fucking sad. It's so sad. And I, I'm going to weep my eyes out if that's what this song is about. And I think it is. So yeah. Yeah. I'm hyperventilating. We'll we'll see. So Taylor's really coming for my favorite song (laughs) of all time on this album. Um, Hopefully. hopefully. Do you have anything else to add about the alchemy, Nikki? Nothing else to add. I mean, I'm with you. That's, we'll see. But that's, that's the gist I'm getting to. So pray for me, listeners. Pray for me. Um, Okay. And then our last track on the standard edition of the album is Clara Bow, which I would like to say for the listeners, I like to claim things and just, you know, prove She's that a I'm, big clamor. She's I'm a big claimer. I like to claim things and prove that I'm smart. Thank you, Nikki. Um, I'm not a gatekeeper, but I am a claimer. And I like to- You are, you are, you are a gatekeeper too. It's okay. Hey! Just own it, own it, own it, no, Andy, I'm not. own it. No, I'm not. It's hard but to also... be one and not the other. It's really hard to be one and not the other. But also, if a girl comes up to me at a restaurant and asks me where I got my dress, I am going to tell her. I'm going to tell her exactly how much I got it for, and I'm going to send her the link right there, right then. I am not a gatekeeper in that way. I want everyone to like what I like, but I also like to <laughs> I think you're only a gatekeeper in the Taylor Swift realm. Baby. Because I do feel like... I, do feel <laughs> I don't like think you're a gatekeeper f- otherwise. Thank you. <laughs> I do feel like new fans, if you weren't in the trenches with us for Reputation 2016, this is not for you. So maybe I am a gatekeeper and that's fine. But the point is. (laughs) I disagree, but I love you, Andy. And I I, I understand the sentiment. No, the more the merrier, but but I've been in in the bag for reputation for eight years now. So I would like everyone else to get on board, but whatever. The point point being, I knew who Clara Bow was when I saw this track list. And I just want the (laughs) listeners to know that I'm I'm smart. (laughs) And... You get, a, you get an A, but not an A plus because that doesn't exist. So it doesn't exist, but whatever. The point it does, is, it does. the point is, Clara Bow is a silent film star, and she was like the original it girl of Hollywood, basically. And she was in like all of these silent films, and she was like always. She was sort of the original like starlet and it girl, and like everybody was very curious about her life, and everybody was like really prying into all of her business. And once mm-hmm. she married, she retired. And, like, I don't think that's going to happen with Taylor. Um, She made it very clear in her album of the year speech the other night that she is not going anywhere. Um, But I do think this is going to be something about losing her voice, like, similar Mm. to But Daddy, I Love Him. I think this is going to be about being with Joe felt like being in a silent film. And, like... Yeah, yeah, 100%. And also what an apt (laughs) parallel to compare herself to the original Starlet. And, yeah, Yeah. we're going to get all the tea on Joe. We're going to get are, all of it. We are. And America's, <sighs> Britain's golden boy will fall. He will He will fall. He will fall. <laughs> and I have always been a fan of Joe because I just, I liked how much he treated her like a person. 
but now it's you know i mean i'm always on taylor's side but in the moment i always thought joe would seem like a really healthy relationship but i'm i'm really intrigued to know everything because i think we're gonna know everything i really i really hope so i mean based on these titles i definitely yeah. think we will get it's about a to be insane huge insight we can't forget though there is a bonus track yes yes um, i was getting there called the manuscript and this is also featured on the design of the some of the art for the album like mainly the back cover where all the tracks are listed and it's in a section called like the manuscript is that correct correct so i think this is so interesting and it also parallels to as dear we reader before dear reader from midnight's the final track on the standard album and I love that there's ambiguity here because it is a bonus track song. Absolutely. But it's also like, uh, I, I think, I don't know if like the manuscript is kind of a, an album thesis statement or, or what, but I'm so, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a ton of thoughts here, but like, yeah, I don't. I don't know what this is going to be about. And like, yeah, I feel I. like it's going to kind of give Dear Reader and yeah, it's a bonus track. So like, didn't make the original cut, the cut. And I think it's probably a really mm -hmm. intentional choice that this is a bonus track and not on the actual album. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't really have any thoughts here. I have no idea what this is going to be. Yeah, neither do so. I. I guess April, April Maybe 19th. Maybe it's something about oh, no. being like able to write the manuscript of your life and like you think you can plan it all out and then you can't yeah maybe oh i like that i like yeah that. i don't know but i'm so glad we hopped on here to talk about the, the track list we probably could talk about this for six hours but we definitely could <laughs> that's, our, that's our original dump of all of our thoughts listeners and we mm -hmm. are just the excitement is growing nikki and i have been barely able to function for the last couple of days because it's just too mm -hmm. much it's too much excitement mm -hmm. and Nikki said to last night we were looking at this track list and Nikki tell the people what you said about this album. I think this has the potential to be my favorite Taylor Swift album. Just and I haven't even heard it yet. So obviously guys, I'm taking that with a grain of take it with a grain obviously. of salt. Obviously, I'm very excited and not thinking straight right now because this was so unexpected and not in my wildest dreams that I think we were getting a new album. No. I didn't expect to get this dark academia, folklorian, yep. black and white surprise album. I had no, we just, it was just so unexpected. And not that I wasn't excited for a potential reputation Taylor's version re-recording, but as it's, it's, it's been clear on the pod, that's not my favorite Taylor Swift album. And although I was very excited for it, the fact that it wasn't that and instead it was a brand new album that had an aesthetic that matches my favorite Taylor Swift or is is parallel to my favorite Taylor Swift album felt like just like the biggest like surprise it added it added that layer always a new album is is plan a that's always what we want and like our queen delivered and also it's been less than 48 hours and we've already produced two hours of pod content about this I mean we have so much to say you drop the track list a day later, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to we have to discuss, discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we want to get this episode out to you as fast as possible listeners. So apologies if this sounds very unedited and unfiltered, but we would like to discuss this with you, with you ASAP. And we have much more to say about the torture poets department 
in the coming weeks. And we would like to thank you for listening. Sincerely, the adjunct professors of the Tortured Poets Department. Adjunct professors signing off. <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Love you. <laughs>